Hey everyone, and welcome to the 67th installment of the weekly catch up podcast. We're lucky to be bringing you another Wednesday special, April 14th, 2021. I'm your host, Carson Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend and colleague, Mr. B Rad Colvin. That'd be me. What's going on, Mr. Announcer Man? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> get ready for another episode of the weekly catch up podcast. Hey, what's that? What's that guy's name? Uh, the guy that does that for boxing for real. Uh, he's like a famous I guy. Feel like we should know. Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. a Bob Barker type. Yeah, I'll look it up while you. Uh, do you, do you go on D and D? Yeah. Okay. I think I still need to. All right, folks, we're getting locked and loaded. Uh, ready to bring you another week of life updates and a lot of good topical discussions that hit close to home today. So, Mr. B Rad, you ready? Michael Buffer. <laughs> I believe is, that's the boxing announcer. Let's get ready to fizzle. <laughs> He's the re let's get ready to rumble guy. Oh, is he? Yeah. Michael what? Buffer? Michael Buffer. Yeah. I what believe. a last name. Yeah. Sounds like he should be in adult entertainment or something. Whoa. Michael Buffer? Yeah. Tell me that doesn't sound like um an adult worker. <laughs> Yeah, Michael Fluffer. <laughs> okay, that's even more uh, overt. <laughs> Let's get it! <laughs> it's the weekly catch-up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics, we keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in their bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. This is like three weeks in a row with you, my friend. Yeah, we're 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 back in form. We're hella consistent. Wow. Good on you, mate. How you been? Living. I don't really think I've talked to you at all since the last podcast. Nah, we've been we've been pretty uh pretty socially distant. Yeah. Um life's pretty good. Um just still been checking out houses and all that good stuff. I actually checked out a wedding venue on Sunday. So that was actually really cool. I, I think I think that's where we're going to have it. It's a nice place in Alvarado. Um, had a great time. My mom came down and Brian and uh, my stepmom was there. Courtney's parents were there. It, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun. It was good. It was good. They came down to the wedding venue. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. This is the place you guys were teasing at easter right right gotcha yeah they had a raffle we didn't end up winning the uh free event we won like a free photography session um so that's that but we liked it enough to where we didn't have to win it to to book it so that's probably i'm like 99 percent sure that's where that's where we will get married and what's this about the homes have you seen more because you just seen yeah. the one the last time i saw you i thought yeah, we've actually been looking at a development in Cleburne uh, where we would, where, where the home isn't built yet. I think I mentioned that maybe last time. Um, but if not, that, that's what we've been doing. And so we actually looked at a similar model from the same corporation over in uh, this neighborhood was in Burleson. 
and we liked what we saw. So this was when did this go down? Yesterday or the day before? I think on what's today Wednesday? I th- yeah, this happened on Monday, and so um, we're gonna fill out some forms and uh, see what progresses. But it's pretty exciting. <laughs> right on. I, I'm just trying, like, I'm trying to stay level-headed about everything because I don't want to get my hopes up or. Um, I don't know. I'll be more excited whenever something gets finalized. You know what I mean? So I don't know if this is the house or not, but I'm just going to be chill about it until we move forward. Because you like it so much? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, isn't this one of those new developments where if, if you like that house and that one gets sold, you know, they'll just build you another one? Yeah, but every two that they sell, the next one that they build is like $2,000 more. And like, yeah, so in the development, the longer you wait, the more expensive the home is going to be. It's crazy that it's only 2000 when you think about it. Could be. I don't, I've, this is my first experience, so I didn't know that was a thing to begin with. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that either. I haven't really looked at those communities that they just kind of build. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, where I was going to say that I was in a really nice community in Burleson actually on Saturday. I went to go play Southern Oaks uh, Golf Club with Heston. Okay, shout out Heston. And I thought for sure that we had been there. Turns out we had played Hidden Creek, which is the one that you see off of Thirty Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, going north there to Fort Worth, and this one was I, I was like going by this like private airport or Spinks airport. And I was yeah. like, I've never seen this. Mm-hmm. And then there was actually, it was like bougie Burleson. I didn't know that there was such a thing. Oh but... yeah. Um, Alec used to live over there. That's where his mom lives. Okay. I see yeah. you, Alec. Have me over to your mom sometime. Like <laughs> what's up? Yeah, man. That G- place was... communities. We're chilling. It was, it was bougie over there. It was like, it was kind of wild. Cause I'd never seen that side of Burleson or knew that it existed. Mm-hmm. But they have like a nice golf club out there, like nice, nice, nice golf club. Okay. Um, like real, you know, it was one of those. It was forty two dollars uh, green fee. Granted, it was a hot deal, but mm-hmm. um, you know that that same golf course in Dallas would have been one hundred and twenty nine dollars green fee. Um, and it just kind of struck me that it's never been enough for me to, and this is not. I'm not commenting on your situation. It sounds like you're going to be in a, a perfect area given your um, work what, situation. Yeah, sure, man. Just lay it on me. No, no, no. I'm, I'm <laughs> saying like I've always thought, well, I like to play those what ifs. Like what if you could make a million dollars a year, but you have to work in that ugly building over – like mm-hmm. anytime I'm passing by a weird area of town and it, there's just like this random old <laughs> Verizon wireless building, you know, yeah. if, like for infrastructure – that's been, right. there's no windows on the thing and like it's just secluded there's nobody in the parking lot and i'm like you have to work there alone every day and you hate it and it's miserable but you make 800 grand a year or whatever it is yeah like that kind of what if i forget what we were even discussing before with the um where the area oh, the, was or if i wanted to build like this little mini mansion but i had no. to just go like so far off the beaten path to get there or it was like a brand new development where it was 20 miles of highway to the next Walmart. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. And I'll say like in the area that we're looking for Cleburne, I'm like, HEB is super close by and, uh, you know, Burleson and Fort Worth are pretty, you know, they're not too far away. I but, feel like that whole area is honestly growing right now. It is. And that's another thing that we've, we've been thinking about. Cause we were looking at a house in Joshua and I'm like, 
all like if we got that house we would have the best house on the street and i'm like this place isn't popping cleburne is on the come up i feel like if we got a house now the value would only go up um, because there's a bunch of other nice houses being built as well if that makes sense i feel like you're right to look at what you would see as like waves or trends and Mm -hmm. you know i would never want to be the nicest house on the block that's for sure i'd prefer to be the worst house on the block mm-hmm. at all times, you know, like yeah. <laughs> every 10 years, somebody like <laughs> buys me out to make it look better. I mean, well, yeah, nobody's going to buy out the best looking one. The whole point is to, uh, you know, make it to straight lane as they say. Yeah. Straight lane is like, just where like the $15 mansions are mm-hmm. like where in Dirk, several people have a place mm. out there. And, um, yeah, you, if you if you start on uh, the M Streets, Lower Greenville, and then you uh, make it to Highland Park, mm-hmm. and then you make it to Straight Lane, and you can do it as the cheapest house on the block all the way there, that'd be the way to do it. If that's your aspiration. Yeah, I like it. I don't know. I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, man, I'm really in a place where at the end of this lease, like I could buy a home, you know? Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I would want to or where I would do that. House parties, man. Man, there's no when when you work in tech and you're not tied down with significant other or family or anything. It you know, sure. I, I feel like you're never going to make that decision based off of uh, work preferences to a certain extent. Yeah, that's fair. I would agree with that. Like you have to have personal life um, inflection points to you know influence that decision. Yeah, or force that hand, so to speak. Yeah, because that I mean, at this point in time it'd be much easier for you to pack up and go like wherever you want. Like, you know, at any given time. Yeah. And that's by express design, Mm -hmm. you know, now granted, I probably have like the nicest stuff I've ever had. Yeah. Um, I can attest to that. (laughs) (laughs) Like in terms of like a home setup, like my clothes are still pretty, pretty raggedy. I'm wearing some new appreciate swag. I see that. We got dripping in swag, baby. Mm -hmm. You're looking fresh. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. I've been wearing it. Repping. Looks cozy too. It kind of is. I love wearing like tech startup swag. Yeah. I'm like, if you give this to me, I'll wear it every day. All the time. I'm all about a uniform. Mm. When I'm not wearing my Catholic schoolgirl one, I'll wear this one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anywho. So going back to the Burleson thing, I had a great day with Heston. We we Mm -hmm. golfed 18 holes. Um, Man, it's crazy how I was commenting like I even though it was a really nice golf club and stuff like the further west you go on 30 the more bigoted people get really and if you go past the stadiums and then even south like you're mm-hmm. screwed like these guys oh my goodness they explain were... well apparently i'd layered on some good cologne prior to leaving and i couldn't smell it by the time i got there of course but mm-hmm. you know by the sixth hole we tacked onto this twosome of old cusses and you know out golfing in jeans type deal but they're still scratch golfers somehow i don't know how every old man that golfs in jeans is like a scratch golfer but a terrible homophobic bigot (laughs) anyway this one guy was like came from dallas and i was like yeah and i was wearing my little vest and like apparently smelled good he's like you an investment banker (laughs) and his buddy kind of snickered and i was like What's the deal? Why am I getting razzed? And his buddy goes, it's the cologne. <laughs> He's like, personally, I like it. He thinks you're gay. <laughs> I was like, okay, thank you very much. Uh, then they start talking about 
they, they work in some sort of like processing plant. They, they manufacture a protein or something like that. Right. And uh, they had this, um, the, apparently they had a transgender employee and the way in which they described this transgender employee was like, I was like, this is like, this, this cannot fly anymore. Sure. You know, like yeah. this is insane. Um, but it was a great round. <laughs> we had a fun time. Uh, Heston and I did, and then we went to Fresca's mm -hmm. with Chloe. Nice. She's due. She was due nine days from that dinner. Whoa! So, it's, wow, it's upon us. But I mean, she kind of is setting the bar. I feel like a little bit. What do you mean? I mean, like she showed up to Fresca's, not frazzled, mm -hmm. looked great, all done up, like totally chill, nice Saturday night. Um, out to dinner, not really stressed. Like, I, I don't know. I, I expected like a, for whatever reason, maybe this makes me a bigot, but I expected like a, a woman doing nine days to be a little bit like, oh my goodness, this is the center. And she was, it was not even a focal point, like conversationally for her. She was so, um, she's so capable of like still being an adult conversationalist with okay. people. And I, I wonder if, I'm just now making that connection in my mind in some ways because I'm like, why was it, why was it a little bit different? And it didn't center around that. Like we we conversed about that at length, of course, but mm. we had a variety of other topics to catch up on. Um, and I think that was, it makes you wonder if you wait some years in a marriage. Yeah. If I feel like people that wait to have children, um, the children are not the center of attention. Mm -hmm. they're incorporated into a life and they're almost treated probably more as adults at a younger age. If you have them at a later age. Yeah. Cause you, you're well, I more... think at that point, like it's also more intentional as well. So like you're going to be more prepared, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Let's take a quick break. All right. Sorry about that, folks. My Slack channel just keeps blowing up. We're hosting uh, some pretty big events out on the West Coast on Appreciate Social at the moment. So I was checking in with the team, and um, that's a good segue. We're going to do a total turnaround about face. <laughs> we had Appreciate Social last week with the Tots. Yeah. Dude, it was awesome to meet some of the folks, like Dylan and Katie. Yeah. Good that people. Was, uh, Love y'all. It was crazy to hear like somebody that was like, dude, I feel like I know you because I've listened to the show for so long. Like mm -hmm. I hadn't really had a face to face with anybody like that. Yeah. And we're like a huge uh, like whenever Dylan's on his commutes and everything, like he, he yeah. turns to our episodes. He said that he binged four hours on a road trip the other day and he was bummed when he didn't have more content from us. Yeah. And I was like, what? Good guy, <laughs> man. Good guy. And uh, that was just like. That was one of those genuinely flooring moments. Yep. Honestly. Um, and we'll, we'll definitely plan it again. I know some people were bummed that they missed it. Uh, Brock, Mr. Buffin Abroad, uh, said that he wants to catch the next one. I also saw uh, Travis Simpson shout out, and uh, he, he would also like to be... Uh, the drummer from Blink-182? <laughs> <laughs> that would be Travis Barker. Yeah. Yeah. Travis Simpson's a bad boy. He's the goat. We'll have him in presenter mode <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm man, thinking we should it was really cool we should plan a dudes only uh so that'd be that'd be fun <laughs> <laughs> what, what what would be different 
We could all wear. I feel like I need to know. We could all wear our cologne. <laughs> we can all wear some booty shorts. <laughs> uh, that really made him feel uncomfortable oh, last week. Man. Sorry about that, Bob. That, was it you that put that gif out? <laughs> With the cop. The short shorts. Hey, hey, Brad. Will you ask me if I'm a cop? Are you a cap? <laughs> no. I'm yeah. not a cap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Hmm. I love when you do that. Thanks, man. That uh, Appreciate Social was Thursday night. Yeah, so yep. we podcasted last Thursday. Worked worked like a dog Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Saturday was definitely out all day uh, doing golf, doing dinner. Didn't get back until like 10 o'clock that night. Um, Sunday was all about the Masters, as was the rest of the weekend. Ah, how'd that go? <laughs> ah, we can talk about it later if you'd like. Okay. What would you like to talk about? Oh, well. I feel like I've been spastic all over the place since starting this. If you could be murdered (laughs) by any historical figure, who would it be and why? Oh, I like this. Any historical figure. Yeah, yeah. If they were to off you, who would you want it to be? Um... Probably like, let me think. Mm-hmm. Any historical figure, so dead or alive? Yeah, dead or alive. Dead or alive. Yeah. Can I make up the backstory on why it happened? Of too? course, please. Well, then that's I want, encouraged. I hope that Dua Lipa murders oh, me. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> oh no, it's not encouraged. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, she's a historical figure, right? Hey, I uh, took. I already know where this is, Carson. I how, took the game. I played she, it the way I wanted to play right. it. How is she going to kill you, Carson? Um. Well, she can kill me however she wants. Mm-hmm. Um. She's, pro- you know, whatever. We can move on. Dua Lipa. For those that don't know, the musical artist. Yeah, arguably uh, the most beautiful woman in the world. Carson finds her very attractive. And so if anyone were to kill him, it'd got to be her. It'd be Dua Dua Lipa after a failed romance. That would be who, which historical (laughs) figure would kill me and why, Brad? (laughs) All right. (laughs) I like this game. Next one. Next one. That is not the direction I thought I was going to go. Well, you need to. This is why, like, you really have to think through how you position this and the parameters. Like, that's why I was so proud of Is my... she really historical? Uh, she, bro, she will be. Will be. I, that, that wasn't part of the question. You know, uh, how old is she? Because she still joined the 27 Club? Because she could be super historical. She's mm. not, she doesn't have problems like that. So I don't <laughs> yeah, think it's going to happen. She to have but... it all together. She's super talented. Mm-hmm. Big fan of her music. Um, she is 25, so we'll see in two years. Okay. <laughs> I think that she's just going to continue to crank out. Like, it, it's one of those things that when I got turned on to her, I was like, oh, she has like five bangers that I love. Yeah. Like, she she keeps pumping out these hits mm-hmm. and going like kind of cross genre. Like, and she is just the producers that are doing mad work for her That's now. That's your girl. Um, well, that's not the best photo. <laughs> it's at the top of Google. Well, I think they use your DMV shot on Google. Oh, that's a, this is a better one. I mean, she's, plus she's British. British. 
Is she? She mines the gap. Mm. Okay. All right. That's how you die. That's how I die. Right. Who would you like to? Kill? I don't know, dude. I was thinking like Genghis Khan or something. I mean, if you want to be one of the masses, like you know, yeah, you killed okay, ten yeah, million yeah, yeah, yeah. people. You just want to be one of them. Well, okay. You're like, I just want to have do. lived in that time and yeah, died by his hand. You, you don't know. We could have had an epic battle first. I could have changed. We all are Genghis Khan. We all descend from him. Yes, this is you know that like ten percent, yeah, ten percent of the world's population or something descend from him. That's wild. Yeah, homeboy left a mark on the world. Mm -hmm. He changed the carbon footprint of the world. Yeah, like he moved weight in every way. He uh, he got to business, and uh, he just got to murder you like <laughs> a thousand years later or whatever. <laughs> Good on you, Genghis. <laughs> Might as well be Michael Buffer. See, mine would make front page news. Mine would be CNN, like Dua Lipa arrested for the murder of estranged lover Carson Gibbons. Mm. <laughs> what did you do to make her kill you? I don't know. You know, just ran your mouth. No, maybe she got upset about something. Who knows? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't have to keep your lips tight. This is, this is hypothetical. <laughs> it's fictional. Well, I just not that quick on my feet. <laughs> I don't know. All right, what do you got? <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> we're getting off this train. Uh, I thought you were going into something. We've reached the station. <laughs> deeper. Like, is that the? All whole... right, are are we good friends? Yes, like really good friends. Of course. Like, you uh, know, we're in, we're in the tight circle. Like. We're in each other's tight circle, right? <laughs> You're in my tight circle. <laughs> well, I just need I just need to paint this picture for the audience so everybody knows like we're we're really good friends. Okay. <laughs> we're on a safari. Yes. <laughs> I decide to take a dip. Uh, okay. And then the, yeah, and I'm the not safari. coming in after you. <laughs> but no, but you I need you to because I just I just got what, attacked. What's in there? I just got attacked by a crocodile. Okay. What do you do? <laughs> I call for help no. fervently, you're, buddy. We're, we're, we went on our own, buddy. We went on our own. What I'm supposed to unclench this guy's jaws with my bare muscles? Okay, so you're just gonna? Are what? you even gonna watch me get attacked, or are you just gonna leave? Well, so here. So I want to know how this goes down. Here's where. I, here's I where what, I get scarred. I knew when I wrote down this question, this is what you would do. <laughs> I knew it. Hey, and that's why I prefaced hey. it. His, my mother his could be getting friend, eaten by a crocodile. His close friend, where you know he, it could be my mother. I'd have to evaluate the situation and see: can I save her? And if not, is it worth me dying? 50 fifty. Let's say it's 50 50 50 Then I have to go for it, of course. You'd save me if it was fifty. You try. It, you would. You would attempt to save me in front of like the witnesses of the show. I have to. If it was fifty fifty, you'd have to go for it. If it okay. was a loved one. Would you do it if you knew you were going to lose an arm doing it? Um, it's, it's my death versus your arm. Oh, would I trade my arm for your life? Yeah. Yes, I would. Yeah? Yes, of course. Okay. Of right. course. Without question. Okay. Legs. Uh, both of them? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dang it, Brad. <laughs> right now? I'm dying, dude. He's chomping on me right now. Right now, you're 29. You could live for another 60 yes. years. And I would lose both legs? Both. Well, yeah, because then I could write a book. Does everything still work? <laughs> Let's start with yes. Okay. 
You, then, then yeah, okay, I'm, then I'm no. In. I'll be a millionaire. Then what? no, it doesn't work. Wait, what? Because now I want to know what you would let me die if it didn't work? Uh, I mean, I'd just offer myself. There are other out. pleasures in life. I'd just be like, uh, you can eat me instead. Because <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able to live after hey, this. Just toss me in. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hey. <laughs> better cut over here (laughs) okay well now i have a better understanding of our friendship so uh that's good would you uh like get eaten by a crocodile for me like (laughs) no okay (laughs) see i'm more giving than even you were i'm just teasing i'm just teasing of course i would save you i'd save your life (laughs) uh thank you Mm -hmm. you've already saved it so many times (laughs) (laughs) all right saved it from itself all right i got a few more questions throughout but what do you got I got the Masters, buddy. I want to talk about Will Zalatoris out of Plano, Texas. Will's? Will Zalatoris. Okay, I thought you said Will Zalatoris, and I thought that was a body part or something. I was Will, like, tell me. Will Zalatoris, young PGA Tour golfer, does not have his card as of this moment. 24 years old, um, competed as a 9-year-old against 11-year-old Jordan Spieth in the Dallas area back in his junior golf days. Mm. And... I think it's Tony Romo was actually telling uh, Jim Nance um, that like Will Zalatoris will be the number one golfer in the world. And he has been since this calendar year started, he has this awesome ad on his uh, Twitter. Okay. It's um, I put this foot joy on and I haven't finished outside the top 20 cents. And he's been on the front page of the leaderboard all year. He was sixth at the U S open the uh, in this last uh, contest mm-hmm. and got a special, you know, invitation to the the Masters. Finished second. Jeez. Finished second only to Hideki Matsuyama, who we're going to talk about in a second. Okay, but, but before I want to continue talking about this guy. So, has have eyes been on him for quite a while, or is he like just coming? Because I haven't heard you speak on him uh, before, so I'm wondering, did he just pop up out of the blue? Did we know about this guy and and knew that he? Uh, could potentially be one of the greats? Well, not necessarily. So I, I'm commenting, I, I'm not necessarily a golf a gr- insider, but okay. I'm pretty into golf, obviously. So yeah. I've been noticing, I, mm-hmm. I took special notice and I didn't know what level of my um, watching was due to my region. Like if you're a golfer coming out of the Dallas market, like DeChambeau or Jordan Spieth, or Will Zalatoris, or you know Ryan Palmer out of Fort Worth, mm-hmm. um, Abraham Answer out of San Antonio, like all the Texas golfers that are more prominent front page of the leaderboard on yeah. the the PGA Tour. I'm gonna kind of pay special attention to, and so I'd heard about this kid. You know, he won on the Corn Ferry Tour in 2020, and um, was again didn't have a didn't have a PGA Tour card. Like he's never won on tour, but this calendar year, I just remember seeing him early in the tournament on the front page of the leaderboard, which is not atypical for, you know, you know, 18 or 36 holes, Mm -hmm. but his lasting power into the weekend to remain on the leaderboard was what was astounding me. Like I would, I would turn on the tournament Friday night, go to sleep, you know, Saturday, I might play golf, go out with friends, do whatever, tune back in on Sunday morning, get caught up. And he would still be on the front page of the leaderboard. And I was like, this kid has lasting power. And so the buzz was growing, but the, spectacle of the masters like the international audience that that draws it's the most revered major tournament Mm -hmm. you know in golf um for him to 
place, you know, solo second and to really be in contention up until the last couple of holes was just truly spectacular for somebody that, you know, he has some pedigree. Like he, he was recruited to Wake Forest very early on. Uh, he got the Wake Forest coach got an insider text from somebody back in the Dallas Plano market saying, hey, you need to take a look at this kid. So he got locked up early. Nice. Um because it was kind of like, how did UT miss mm -hmm. out? Like Jordan Spieth's alma mater, you know, um, miss out on a Plano recruit that arguably they should have had first dibs on. Um, he went and he did, uh, he did place. I think he was like a top golfer for Wake Forest, and you know, set some some records and whatnot. Nice. Um, you know, won once or twice at least on the Corn Ferry Tour, um, but was not that heralded per se. Like he's 24, so he's super young, but you have to keep in mind that like the Joaquin Neiman's of the world that are like 19, 20 years old and they're on the front page of the leaderboard and in majors um, over the last couple of years, like that's pretty unprecedented. Okay. Um, well, not necessarily unprecedented, but that takes first, first right of show, first sure. spectacle. Because um, they're younger? Yeah, they're way okay. younger. I okay. mean, they didn't even necessarily play college golf or maybe they played like one year or something. Mm. Um, you know, by the time Jordan Spieth was 24 years old, he'd won like eight or 10 tour events already. Yeah. So this kid is a little bit of a late bloomer from that perspective. But that's the thing about golf is that you can hit your peak in your 40s, you know, and win more tournaments in your 40s than you did in your 20s and 30s. I still got time. No, it's like a scalable effort. It's Heston was asking me on Saturday, like, why do you like this? And I'm like, because it's a scalable thing. Like, mm -hmm. if I get better at this. I'm going to do it more like it's a relationship oriented sport that you can do at the amateur level, like and at the professional level, there's so many life lessons to be had and it's wildly entertaining. Yeah. Anyway, um, one second, take the, uh, uh well, I'll take the reins while you're looking at that. So, um, audience, you know me, I'm not the, I'm not the golfer uh of of the i'm not the resident golfer of the podcast but you know i've been known to um put a few good holes over at putt putt and pirates cove and um i remember at, at the end of putt putt if you got a hole in one you could you could go and tell the counter that that you did so and they would give you like a pencil or a special eraser or something um so i've been known to do that once or twice and uh and several more times I would just lie and say I got a hole in one whenever in actuality I didn't and uh, would still get an eraser or a pencil. And so that's about the extent of my appreciate expertise. you. Yeah, appreciate you, buddy. I was uh, sorry. I was getting a, a message that I needed to attend to. Mm -hmm. um, Will Zalatoris made one point two million dollars coming in second at the Masters. Dang. He will have. Yeah, like the FedEx Cup points that he won, you know, he, I forget, dude, that I forgot the whole point of the story. Will Zalatoris, the reason why he got to it, go to the Masters is because on the limited time that he's had on tour, he excelled to the top 50. Cleaned up? No, he got to the top 50 in the world golf rankings from like mm -hmm. being not on the charts to the top 50 in the world that's impressive. just from his play over the last like 20, 30 tournaments. Mm. So that's how he got to the Masters. Then he places two 
and uh, just unprecedented. Like, it's so exciting to see young talent like that that is unrelentless. And he's super funny and, like, circumspect and humble about everything. Does it seem like uh, the golf world really appreciates him? Or are some people yes. that – Okay, so people, like, that have been playing for a while, he, he's respected by them? Yes, because okay. they the, – the old guys, you know, the old guard, the announcers and the former players and people like that, like, they're quick to comment on your character or mm-hmm. – you know, your work ethic, you know, if you were to slam a club and yell a profanity after a tee shot, they don't look kindly on that. Like they, you know, the way that you react to negative play or bad mm-hmm. decisions, like they're looking at that and they love this kid because, you know, they love, they love his, um, drive to win coupled with like his, um, just, uh, realistic, uh, self-aware approach to like how he interacts with the media and with fans yep. and um yeah he, he's gotten a lot of praise okay. um, universally and he's a really interesting interview he's not dumb he's really intriguing and engaging um kind of funny good looking uh that's the other funny thing like i think that um somebody called him a, a one iron that doesn't have a handle the other day like he's six two, 165 pounds um kind of really like white blonde hair mm-hmm. kind of longer and he looks like a twig, but this kid can play some golf. All right, so so no. Um, <laughs> let's highlight the uh, the real yes. winner, Hideki Matsuyama. Okay, hit me. This is another reason to answer Heston's question as to why I love the game. Um, this is another reason why. Okay, it's the growth of the game, like internationally and through all demographics, mm-hmm. and their drive to make this super mainstream. <laughs> Excuse me. PGA started doing outreach many years ago with like their global ambassador program. And they had, you know, they started drive chip putt to get, you know, young guys and girls into the game at a young age. And all of these like inclusion programs that they've done led to our master's champion on Sunday. Hideki Matsuyama is a a Japanese native. I believe Mm -hmm. he's from uh, Sinai, Sinai, Japan, Sadai, something like that um, on the coast. Mm -hmm. And, uh, still maintains a residence there and no Japanese actually male or female had ever won a major prior mm. to this last week Historical. the Sunday prior LPGA uh, the, the a Japanese woman won the um, major or the Augusta National tournament that was occurring for the women that week Whoa, so and okay. then Matsuyama you know, followed that up, becoming the first male in history to be, you know, a Japanese-born player to win a major of any kind in golf. So how long has he been in the game? He actually has been in the game for about a decade um, because he came here when he was 19 on one of those inclusion programs and was the low amateur at the Masters Mm. when he was 19 years old. Fast forward 10 years. He's the winner. He has the green jacket, and he is now a cultural phenomenal icon okay. in Japan. Like he already was um, as the foremost, like you know, Japanese mm-hmm. player on tour, uh, because Japan has like 125 million people, mm-hmm. and I think that they have like it, it's like double digits. It's like ten between ten and twenty five percent of the population are like avid golfers. Oh wow! Um, it's a big deal over there. Like. Their prime minister or whatever, Shinzo Abe, was always golfing with Trump. Hmm. They're big golfers over there. Um, and 
you know, there's obviously whenever you have like your ombudsman come over and, and win at the highest level and have that green jacket, uh, it's just huge solidification for them as a, a golf country. It's going to inspire many more generations. And Jim Nance put it much more eloquently on the broadcast, which I positive will win an Emmy than I ever have on this show uh, that, you know, that inclusion program, we saw that come full circle over the course of a decade from low am to master's champion, green jacket bearing Hideki Matsuyama. It was so cool to see somebody get that access and then come back and, you know, compete at the highest level. That's beautiful. The whole thing was just beautiful. It was an amazing tournament. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad it was enjoyable. That sounds, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go back and watch some of those highlights and I'd like to catch that speech. Actually, that, that sounds really nice. Yeah, that was, uh, that was Sunday, buddy. All right. That so was, uh, I was at a masters. wedding venue. You were watching these, these master class golfers. I like it. Yeah. It, it's interesting. I watch a lot of golf and my media consumption has just been changing recently. Like what I do. Like, uh, well, we already knew you watched golf. Has it changed more than that? Or what, what are you saying? I feel like everything is getting turned on its head with the media right now. Like, what do you mean? Outside of golf is nice because there's so much tradition and history and generational knowledge passed down and like fathers and sons and grandfathers. And, you know, you go to these destinations that, you know, every year mm-hmm. and have the same you know, head golf course, superintendent, blah, blah, blah. It's just such a family thing. And it's such a nice escape because you turn on the news and it's like, man, I don't even, I don't even know how many mass and police shootings there were this week. Yeah. It's how many riots are occurring. It's been insane. And through it all, I feel like the media, I took a screenshot of Theo Vaughn, podcast on youtube okay because it had a top comment that was so apropos for this so theo vaughn i watched half of his uh this past weekend number 335 Mm -hmm. uh, last night um with u.s border patrol agent roy villarreal i went to bed listening to that exactly Mm -hmm. me too um and the top comment at that time was in 2021 comedians do better long form interviews than invested to give journalists kudos to Theo. Yeah. And it was so true because why is it that we live in a world where the best political interview is Joe Rogan, the best um, psychologist or border patrol government agency employee interview is Theo Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Um, people are turning to Mark Marin to interview Barack Obama. Yeah. Um, you know, people are turning to like the vloggers, like mm-hmm. they're the real serious people in our society and everybody else is just towing the line. Like all this Cuomo stuff where like, I don't even think we caught up on all of that, but you know about Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo's like sexual yes. stuff. Yep. And then also the fact that he sent all those seniors back to the nursing homes to get COVID um, and then also basically wrote legislation, you know, not obligating those uh, nursing home providers to be culpable for any of that, to be mm-hmm. liable. Um, on top of all of that, new scandals come out a couple weeks ago that he streamlined everything for his family, like special police transports for COVID tests, 
vaccinations, Whoa. special hospital visits, and he did that for all his top donors and top crony friends wow. and family. So like Chris Cuomo was like, I don't think he was air flighted, but police escort, everything, like VIP top of the line. We found tests like back when you couldn't find any of those. Yeah. And CNN won't even like fess up or man up on any of that. Oh, okay. Because I was about to ask like, is there an ongoing investigation going on? Is anything going to be happening? Is it's it just... just so softball because they yeah. let them pal around on his uh, primetime show all of 2020. Like, oh, mom loves me more. Like, you have the bigger nose. Like, yeah. just all this buddy-buddy stuff. Meanwhile, he's getting a $4 million book deal for COVID statistics that are fudged intentionally, covered up, all while he's groping women and won't step down. They've, you know, and that's... I feel like there's examples of that in all of the big mainstream news outlets of no like doubt. that cronyism and like, you know, Pelosi just, you know, exercised $10 million in Microsoft shares, yep. you know, 11 days before finding out about a $22 billion government contract. Mm -hmm. Like, you know. Yeah. And uh, I remember, you know, whenever the elections were going on or nearing, uh, you and I were talking on the podcast and I said like, my day to day is not going to change that much. Like I, I turn on the news and Hey, there are still shootings. There's still scandals. There's still all these things going on. Uh, Trump isn't infuriating people, but now we have Biden who's like taking photo shoots every chance he gets on a, and uh, Kamala on the plane, uh, taking pictures of her looking out the window with some cheesy quote. It's like, I don't know. The, the world is still going to be messed up. There's still going to be shady people. Politicians are politicians. doesn't really matter what side you're on. Um, it, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I feel like I, I feel like not much has changed. My day to day is still the same. Nothing's really changed in my personal life and people are still infuriated and, and upset with the news and they're still, um, yeah, I, I don't know what you got. Just that um, seven-minute segments aren't going to get it done. Yeah, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, they're all like so on the corporate teat, and um, it's well, just getting yeah. crazy with this uh, media fragmentation. And like, I think the My Pillow guy is starting a uh, he, he's starting like a, a parlor lookalike called FrankSpeech.com or something, and you know, I, the bifurcation of our society at the moment is just mind blowing. And there's two things I wanted to point out. Like, so the Biden administration in response to how are they going to get, you know, more rural white conservative communities to get the vaccination? Uh, they said, well, we're, we're also partnering with you know, events and sponsors that can reach these uh, white conservatives. So, mm -hmm. you know, we've taken out a bunch of ads on Hee Haw reruns. <laughs> <laughs> we've uh, partnered with country music television and NASCAR and some very like condescending come, situations. Come to the Tim McGraw concert and yeah. get a free vaccine. Yeah. yeah. Like it was like we, we partnered with NASCAR and it okay. was like, you know what? Like <laughs> not everybody that is leery of the vaccination um, – is the yee yee? Yeah, yeah. And, and Wonder of All Wonders this week, Johnson and Johnson, you know, there's five out of 6.8 million people administered mm -hmm. have, you know, a blood clotting situation occurring. And so they've frozen that pretty much, I don't know, globally, at least in the States. Mm -hmm. That's why I support Jurgens. 
Well, it does make you think twice about the whole vaccine situation, but I, we'll get to that. The whole point is that it's like everybody has so many um, conflicts of interest that they can't actually report on what's actually occurring in front of them mm -hmm. within the mainstream media. And it seems like the most earnest among us are people that are, you know, professed mm -hmm. druggies and comedians yeah. and like, but more earnest seekers of the truth. Yeah, because, well, I'm not going to say they don't get paid for doing that as well, but I'm like, all these news stations and, uh, you know, on their platforms and everything, they have to push out an article every few minutes or else it gets buried. So they have to keep on moving on to the next thing or continue talking about whatever sensationalized thing is going on so they can get their likes and retweets. Like, that. that's why we can't have a long conversation on it because people – are trained now to have short attention spans and have to move on to the next thing. And like, what's the next thing we can be infuriated about and uh, what's going on now. So yeah, they're, they're not going to be focused on this one issue for an extended period of time because that doesn't sell. Yeah. It's just, it's just concerning because we're not even seeing the same things anymore. Like if you turn on CNN late morning lately, it's going to be the trial of Derek Chauvin. If you turn on Fox, it's going to be analysis of the riots in the same market um, for the most recent killing mm -hmm. of an uh, of a black man. So <laughs> it's like <laughs> mm -hmm. you could be worried about both if you were flipping, you know, but right. if you're not, it's crazy how it just drives the narrative, dude, is yeah. all I'm saying. And like, you know, the, the right, they demonize uh, Hunter Biden and like what was on his laptop and here most recently here's pictures of him with like all of his meth teeth like before he got veneers like there's that. some wild photos of him like strung out like in a very low place and uh you know just Jeez. more of his sounds like he was like real CD mm -hmm. like needed help CD and, and probably got that help yeah. but you know most recently on the Republican side have you heard about this Matt Gates dude uh G A E T Z yes yes wild yeah. stuff occurring there mm -hmm. a real outspoken brash like polished looking republican out of the pensacola area okay. florida republican and uh one of the things that i learned about rising the hill crystal and sagar have done a great job of covering this story and one of the things that they highlight is that you know re re mainstream republicans are more than willing to throw him under the bus and watch him die in this situation mm -hmm. because he um he violated one of E40's principles, one number one rule of power, never Ooh. disrespect the master. Um, what you going to do when I bend the block? <laughs> um, <laughs> so what he did, what his... That was for Michael Denny. I think, <laughs> I think at least he'd know that song. <laughs> Sorry. What, what he did was he circumvented all Republican leadership, did not pay his dues, and just went on... He, he outfitted like a home studio to call into Fox News and OAN and these like cable news networks mm -hmm. and like got his polished look going, his big hair, made himself, you know, overtly available and then said brash outlandish things and got a lot of airtime and got to power that way. So traditional Republican leadership in Washington is more than willing to watch him die. Yes. Uh I'm looking him up. I'm looking him up now just because I wanted to make sure that I knew what he was looking like. Wait, okay, so go deeper into why they're willing to throw him under the bus just for making himself 
available and looking for he hasn't made any friends for himself in washington in the okay. short period of time that he's been there is my understanding got it um you know he's not embraced the existing he's an he's a trumper all the way he and marjorie taylor green and people like that jim jordan um you know they're real almost QAnon, you know type people and just real like conspiracy right wing and uncomfortably so New detail shed light on Gates's Bahamas trip. Another article. Let's set the stage. We haven't talked about this at all on the yeah. show. I don't believe, okay. but go for it. I was on. Um, I I was flipping past Tucker Carlson a week or two ago, and I w- watched him say like the interview that we just had was really weird, <laughs> and so I'm like rewinding it because I I TiVo a couple of those shows just to be able to see when this kind of stuff happens yeah and so I was able to rewind it back and it was Matt Gates coming on right after the New York Times story had broken or whatever mm-hmm. and he was saying I've been I'm being extorted my father received text messages for extortion you know they're trying to claim that I uh trafficked you know minors for sex essentially mm-hmm. and you know that that's not true and in this process of this interview he tried to implicate Tucker Carlson he was like it was a very strange dynamic. I would encourage you to go YouTube uh, Gates, Tucker Carlson, um, and, and watch that because it was wild if you're doing some brush up on this story. But essentially, there was a 17-year-old that he was said to have been accompanied by uh, and crossed state lines for the purposes of sex. And that alone was like, you know, and he didn't have a real great answer for that. He was just like, oh, yeah, there there is no such woman. <laughs> and a couple weeks later, through the unraveling of all this, we come to find out that it looks as though he was Venmoing people to bring young girls by for parties and there was drugs and orgies and every level of seediness that you might expect out of a story like mm-hmm. this. Yeah, he adds, uh, there was an anonymous woman who said, uh, everyone on the trip was over the age of 18, including the woman in question who had turned 18 years old uh, months before the trip. So it's like, okay, it's, yeah, may not be illegal, but it's still like seedy. I don't know. I, how hard is it to find a girl of age? Well, I, I think that that might've been the least of their concerns, whether she was 17 or 19. It sounds like it was just a whole uh, spread of debauchery. Yeah. And that he was flying girls back and forth from dc to uh to florida mm-hmm. and yeah, i didn't see that venmo thing yeah it sounds like there were like games like it, he was showing homemade porn to other members of congress on the house floor Jeez. like just some crazy stuff yeah and um yeah yeah i could see why people aren't, aren't a huge fan of him i guess i'd like to say that that's the state of our politics nowadays but that would be discounting the contributions of like a couple other hundred members of Congress yeah. that probably like took constituent calls, fundraised, like Did their called job. their family today, like had a real burden on their heart for some segment of society or some problem. So uh, screw those people, you know, whatever. Yeah. This guy, I knew it. This guy looked dirty from the get. Yeah. Nobody has hair that yeah, big that's, that's that what I would... doesn't do dirty stuff. Yeah. You can just, you can just tell. Yes, you can. That you can. That you can. Um, hey, that was kind of heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hit you with another question. Please do. If you could have one song play every time you entered a room, what would it be and why? And it cannot be a Dua Lipa song. Uh, 
it, it would probably be uh, Beast by League of Stars. Mm. We'll tell the tell them why. Because it just makes me makes me feel like the man. It makes you feel like you're gonna own that room. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those power songs. You ever have one of those moments where you fantasize about getting to go back and like redo like your high school or college like talent show or something, and like you did something knockout, like you were like a Backstreet Boy or dude? I won the talent show doing choreography to an In Sync Bye Bye Bye. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and like crushing it though, where you like know that like like we we stole the other competitions like track and then made fun of them and then went back to our song it we we yeah you wrecked shop yeah that was my freshman year that was the the um the height of my life (laughs) (laughs) it was all downhill from there man i remember back in 82 (laughs) you should be able to throw a pigskin quarter of a mile (laughs) yep the next week, the seniors made fun of me, and it was all done. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> hey, man. How's your Dogecoin doing? Incredible, but I didn't get to tell you my song, so you didn't ask me like what my song would be if I walked into a room. Man, I'm sorry. I'm so scattered today. It's fine. Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. Yes, it eh, is. Eh, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Yes, it did. Tell nah. me. Dude, tell me like you Yo, there's I have, no way you could hear that song and not No. I have listeners that will personally attest when the remix to Return Return oh of the Mac when that came out Once about again. two about 2011 mm-hmm. when I was known to be dancing. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. 5 nights a week I was out dancing. <laughs> <laughs> when that song would come on, I'm thinking principally of like the Kung Fu patio on a Saturday Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh I would lose my ish. Yeah. Lose yeah. it. I would like that that's when it's funny like Shelly will attest to this like it would not be uncommon for me to like come running up to you when my song started playing, like drop yeah. everything. <laughs> no, I'm with you. <laughs> Coming from an opposite side of the bar. You lied to me. <laughs> yes, I tried. Yes, I tried. Return mm. of the Mac. Dude, that's my mm. jam. I know. Somebody else recovered it again yeah. just recently. Uh, Fetty Wap is on a version of it. I was like, what are you yeah. doing? But it was kind of good. It sounded good. It sounded good. I was like, Fetty's back. Yeah. I mean, Return of the Mac has to be top 10 best songs. Yeah. Or lo- or like better. You know, you're lower on the chart. It's top higher. 10 and it's not 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. Yeah, it's um, – what's another it's good one like song. that? Um – well, I don't know. I like. What do you mean? What what kind of song am I looking for? Like a survive through all of time. Oh, well, these are no by no means my favorite. But you have like "Don't Stop Believing." Like I hate that song. Yeah, same. Sweet Caroline. That, I like Sweet Caroline. Yeah, but but I'm saying like that will always be something that's going to be played toward the end of the night. But Return of the Mac excites you still. Straight vibes. So. What's another song like that? I would say like mm. Gautier, uh, somebody oh. that I used to know wrapped up into like electronic. Uh-huh. That will always hit hard for yeah. people. Um, Bulletproof? No? Which one? How does that go? Um, 
Been there, done that, messed around. I'm having fun. Don't yeah. No? I'm not a fan of that one. You were. It popped up on my uh, Facebook and you commented that you love that song. But <laughs> Oh, wow. I didn't know this was a setup. <laughs> it wasn't going to be. Been there, done that, messed around. <laughs> I changed my mind. I don't like right. the song. <laughs> um, Let's see. I'm thinking. Uh, I, was, I was trying to think of something like. Stereo kind of, Love. What's that? Like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop banking my heart. It was like that big dance song back when it was like 2010. No, it was. Oh. Yeah, it was 2010. Um, I remember dancing to that song on my 21st oh, birthday. What about Pursuit of Happiness, Kid Cudi? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that that's good. Okay. Dogecoin. Lose yourself. Oh, yeah. How can you not get hyped to that? I'm trying to think about Return of the Mac was what year? Well, the original was year. Um, we could just play it because they can't demonetize what's not monetized. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I just really want to hear it. Wow. Okay. Are you gonna just, play it or me? No, just tell me. Uh, tell me what. What year? What year? Okay. Uh, nineteen ninety six. What a great year. Nineteen ninety six. Stellar just year. Just started school. Just got my crayons. Trying to draw inside the lines. Mm. Man, it just it just goes off with a bang like. Yeah. Mm 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 mm. Mm. It's got, yeah, we're talking 126 million views. Well, I tried to tell you so, but I guess you didn't know. I guess for some people, maybe Michael Jackson, some of his tracks would have that same kind of like. So for me, it, it would be, it would still be one of his most popular ones, but Man in the Mirror. That would get me hype. Which one is that? I'm starting with the man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Gangsta's Paradise is kind of like a weird culty one that yeah. people always kind of geek out over. True. Um, I think, weirdly enough, in party scenarios, like I'm on a boat is going to resonate for oh, the next yeah. 50, 60 years. For our, for our generation. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Like that'll be played on every party barge. My trolls, <laughs> and my, my flippy floppies. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. How could it, how could you not? Did you see the new? What was the new one that we watched? Uh, the My Little Flute. My weird little flute. Weird little flute. That's so topical. Yeah. You're you're thinking that Pete Davidson took those over? Uh, yeah, he had to have because he he did the NFT one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Was that was that also the parody of the Eminem song, or was that two separate things? I don't I don't know if I watched the NFT one. Oh no. No. Oh, it was. We'll good. have to watch that after. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Pete Davidson has definitely stepped in for the Lonely Island crew. I'll tell you that if you just plug in, like, another one for me that will survive the test of time is Mr. Vane by Culture Beat. Oh, I know. Na, 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 na. You've played that, like, multiple times before we've gone out and uh, once we've gotten home. Actually, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, that's a different one. Col- oh, no, 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 no. That's uh, yeah, around yeah. the world. You've done that one too, though. But uh, Th- that's all the same mix. Because if yeah. you if you guys go type in like Culture Beat, uh, Mr. Vane into YouTube or whatever your music devices, 
in your hopeful al- algorithm after that will be like rhythm is a dancer mm-hmm. and yes. it's a sarsan rhythm rhythm oh my goodness like man we need to end i'm ready to end this and like go <laughs> jam out to that um those are like the amazing ones for sure. me yeah I, I would agree get on that algorithm get on that algorithm mr v- we'll just link all these songs oh true yeah we'll put all of our that'll be the the show notes this week are we can we just be a music podcast and just like no sure. okay yeah we don't talk about it all the time no i guess not i feel like we talk about a whole bunch of nothing yeah we're at the top of the shooting the wind category. <laughs> shooting the breeze. <laughs> hey, let's just check in on our audience there. How y'all doing? <laughs> st- still listening, huh? <laughs> After all that BS? <laughs> you didn't have anything else to do, huh? <laughs> Took me a minute to catch up on what you were doing there. <laughs> wow, if you made it this far. This has been like one big, long prank voicemail box. <laughs> Hey, if you're still listening, leave a voicemail at the beep. <laughs> uh, you know, you know what the most prickish thing in the world is nowadays for you business people? Are you Google Voice a holes that screen your calls and it's like this Google Voice subscriber would like to know your name before accepting your call. Mm. And so he's like, beep. And I'm like, Carson Gibbons. <laughs> and then they're like, this user is busy. Goodbye. <laughs> and it's like I did not know that. Yo, was a that's thing. like that's like not that's, <laughs> that's cruel. Yeah. And only the, I'm saying there's certain types of people that have that on there. You just be like Bill Gates. <laughs> it's just like, really? You're not that important. Yeah. Mr. Senior Internal Comm Specialist. Have you done it? No. Okay. You can call me anytime, any day. Mm. Call me by your name. Lil Nas X at the top of the charts. Number Is one. that the Satan? That's the Satan Lap one dance one? He, yeah, where he, he hooked up with Satan. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he just teased him and killed him. Uh, apparently, I, I still have not seen the music video, but apparently like they're lovers and then he breaks his neck or something. It sounds like how Dua is going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Lap dancing yep. and I'm dead. <laughs> See, that's where I thought you were going to go with it. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't die over that of natural yeah. causes, but you should have to stab me. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Still young enough. Could work. Could be memorialized forever. Could be a part of the 31 Club, Brad. There you go. Mr. B-Rad. You got a birthday a coming club? up around the corner, son. In July. Yeah. We got John's coming up. I think mm-hmm. I've got like a party barge and a bar party that night. Nice. Gavin's is on Friday. And, Word uh, up. Yeah. Happy birthday, Gavin. Shout out. West side. It's like hey, I'm gonna hit him up after this, Gavin. You need to what? What, what minute are we on? Uh, uh, need to tell him to listen, and then maybe we'll get another follow. We'll get I another. don't know. We've spliced and diced this so many times due to Slack messages, and just sometimes I just like lose motivation <laughs> partway through. That's the saddest like, part. Like, yeah, what is this? Like this joke ain't hitting. Let's just yeah. let's just pause it and come back. Only one of these like audio clips has been due to slack messages well, the other yeah, times we, just like ah, i'm done we just talked about homeboy with the hair and then I, we have to come back and it's like <laughs> hey what's your favorite song <laughs> <laughs> thanks like, for asking me yeah, we really had to pivot on that one <laughs> <laughs> hey do you got another one <laughs> um i think i have like one or two more this one is gonna be so silly no oh okay your question surprised I have two more. you I have two more you wrote it I have two more <laughs> Two more. 
if you could disinvent one thing, what would it be? Like any invention, if you could get rid of it. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Any invention, yeah. if I could get rid of it. What would it be? I can't replace it with anything. No. Well, I mean, I don't know. Something could probably take its place, I guess, but. Any invention. Yes. Maybe you should ask two of these at a time because, like, I'd have to mull it over for a second. <laughs> okay, well, this one's going to be even more difficult, but whatever. If you <laughs> if you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? Ah. I'd be like, go to CarsonGibbons.com. What's up? <laughs> Merch. <laughs> Click the link in my bio. Follow, subscribe. <laughs> I'm Carson Gibbons on this platform. Carson C. Gibbons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I'd be oh. like, appreciate.com, appreciate.com slash website social. Sign up now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that one was easy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No no world advice or anything like that. It's I'd just... be like, yo, do a Lipa. You don't know it yet, but you're going to kill me in 10 years. What's up, girl? Get this appreciate. <laughs> Get this merch. <laughs> Yo, Pop Sockets just came in. <laughs> we got hoodies. We got merch. That would be the first 15 seconds. And then the last <laughs> half, you would just play Return of the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> you lied to me. I'm like, some people have a last meal, but you lied to me. Yes, I tried. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that one is so funny. Oh, man. What invention... Um, (laughs) there's no invention that like gets on your nerves or anything ah man let me think about it for a second all right i mean every consumer blender ever turned on around me needs to be disabled like that's annoying um but you know maybe maybe that google voicemail thing that you were talking about yeah that could like or there are like sunset products within suites like Internet Explorer. Mm-hmm. Screw that. Yeah. Glad it's going away. Yeah. Um, I would say maybe. Jeez, oh, dude, I don't know. Mm. Let me think about it. Okay. I don't have an answer either. What, what would yours be? If I was still living in Maryland, it would be uh, those speed traps where it has like cameras on the road that are just there to give you a ticket if you're speeding. You remember they had them in Baltimore too, I think. Yeah, but uh, they have had them in a lot of cities. I mean, okay, well they have them in Plano. Do they? Well, they have like yeah, they'll just give get you a rid of those. Ticket. Like they're not there to catch like any uh, any bad thing other than speeding. Really, is there never any collateral checks due to a criminal investigation where they're looking at footage? Because that's immediately where my mind goes. I can't really disable any invention right off the top of my head um snapchat what about it i don't know just what if (laughs) how am i gonna send disappearing text to people oh okay all right that's fair snapchat is like the ultimate dm anymore is it absolutely i use snapchat to uh talk to gerald and my fiance yeah, there exactly. There you have like four people that you talk to if you talk to anybody on Snapchat. You could but... snap me once and be like my best friend on there. Exactly. <laughs> and be like star. Yeah. A heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I feel you, but 
yeah, it's weird. Like you can go into many encrypted channels now. Like WhatsApp is encrypted. Snapchat is obviously disappearing encrypted. Mm-hmm. You can set um, messages to disappear on all of these platforms. Um, you can have a private Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook has encrypted messenger. You can switch to encrypted chats that are encrypted end to end verified with two mobile devices type deal. Um, the real, what I really like doing and it throws me off because when I go to communicate with people in my message, I messages uh, feed, um, they won't be like the last communicated with person is I love using like the audio messages in your, in your text. Mm-hmm. Yeah, field, I, do, I do that often uh, that just disappear after you can keep it if you want to. But, um, you know, once you've listened to it, it kind of just goes away and, it's so much more, it's, it's the perfect hybrid to voice call and text message. Mm-hmm. Um, and voicemail. It, it's really, yeah, it's so good. I really enjoy using that. I use that with a lot of people now. Mm-hmm. You haven't used it with me, but it's cool. <laughs> You're going to get one tonight. Mm-hmm. All right. You're going to like it. Bet. You're going to like the way you look. Mm. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> What other topics you got, man? Did you run, <laughs> did you run through that list already? <laughs> it looked like you had a few bullet points on there. Man, I can't go deep with any of this anymore. I got vaccinated yesterday. Mm. I got that Moderna in yeah. my arm. and The Modelo? Man, it kind of makes you sluggish for 24 hours, dude. Like, yeah? My mom was texting me, like, you feeling symptoms? And I was like, no. Like, why would I feel symptoms in the first hour? And then, like, within two, three hours, I was like, oh, like, yeah. Like your whole body? I just... I knew that the the sharpened edge had been taken off of mm. me. Like I was not going to perform at full capacity. Are you tender like where they gave you the Oh, time? I've so never. So I just like pressed down into it? Bro, or? please don't because yeah. I've never had pain. Like to the extent that I woke up this morning and was laying on that side and had physical pain because on that one spot in my arm, like even moving it right now when we discuss mm. it is painful. Ouch. And I felt definite just like. Not really buggy symptoms, but I could tell that something was up last mm-hmm. night. Um, it was about midday today that it kind of broke, and I went back to feeling more normal. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason you chose that over Pfizer? Uh, I don't remember if I chose or not, to be okay. honest with you. I just went to— Some people are like making a like a conscientious decision, like, oh, I want this one. You know, I'll be completely honest with you. I Googled uh, vaccine found vaccine finder, mm-hmm. plugged in my zip code. It gave me the Tom Thumb right here in Harwood that I go to all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave me a calendar appointment scheduler. I was able to make an appointment online. They emailed me the consent form. I printed that out at the office, filled it out before I walked over there. They got me a one o'clock appointment. They were right on time. Um, actually, they were early. They shot me at 1257, told me if I didn't die by 112, I was free to leave the grocery. <laughs> and uh gave me my vaccine card um i did try to opt for the johnson and johnson when i was first filling that out because Mm -hmm. i just wanted one but uh this was a week or two ago maybe yeah um and uh, i think it was like not available or the timetable was going to be further out Mm -hmm. and so i just went with i think it might have been a checkbox for either moderna or pfizer or something like that but i got moderna they told me that when i was when i was there and Man, it really does physically hurt, mm. um, and you definitely get buggy symptoms. But I got the card, and like, it really just feels like 
it's annoying because I, I commented on the podcast a couple episodes ago. I'm like, I don't want to get sick and get it, you know, yeah. like, so what, what spurred you wanting to get it? Honestly, just like conformity, um, okay. for ease of access to things that I know are going to come down the pike. Like mm -hmm. California is opening for business like a hundred percent, I think on it's either June or July 15th, I believe it is. Okay. Um, so you know, there's going to be a flurry of travel and events. And like, you know, I think uh, Ranger Stadium already hosted like 40,000 people for the home opener or something like that at one yeah, point. I have, I have Rangers tickets uh, for next month. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I'm going to go. Um, so I, I don't think that they're going to go with full-blown vaccine passport or anything like that. But I'm just thinking that I, I'm envisioning a Ticketmaster modal in the future that you know, says skip to the front of the line if you're pre-vaccinated or if, mm -hmm. if you can produce a vaccination card, you can skip the lottery or you can um, whatever it is. Like, mm -hmm. it just seems like having it will be a convenience. And also just like, I think that socially, I've even talked to friends that have not gotten it and they're like, you know, not, they're concerned about some of the things that we're seeing with some of the reactions. Mm. And it's like, I, I just told them, just tell people that you got it because like <laughs> in conversation, it, it's become like a new like trinket or like, yeah. Hey, which Furby did you get? It's like, well, I got Moderna. I got, I got Pfizer. I got Johnson and Johnson. I, I got blood clots. And everybody wants to talk about exactly what I'm doing right now. Yeah. You know, everybody has like, Oh, this is my dog. This is my Moderna. You know, mm -hmm. like it's just stupid. Yeah. And so I think there's going to be that societal pressure and it'll definitely be an easier cop out to just say, Oh, I'm vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Um, and for anybody that, you know, I don't want to be the person that, you know, if I go to the family reunion, this one person won't go because I'm not vaccinated or something yeah. like that. Okay. I feel you. So it's, it's total, like I trust them to a certain extent, I'm like mm -hmm. glad it happened, whatever. I think I'm through the worst of it. I have my follow up at the same location on May 11, nice. super easy vaccine finder. You can just go online. I didn't have to lie about anything about, <laughs> you know, I didn't tell them that. I had pre-existing <laughs> diabetes. I didn't dress up as an old woman. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> That's good. You're meaning it, it, it's available to the public now is what you're saying. It seems like it. I yeah. I don't know where the official bulletin board is on any of this, but sure. probably cdc.gov, but who knows? Yeah. Okay. Well, good job, man. So I got mine and I just figure, again, if there's any restrictive travel measures or anything like mm -hmm. that, where you I can be ready. I can mitigate that. You know, I don't want to I'm thinking about what if there was a a spike of that weird strain that they found in California mm -hmm. for Sierra's wedding later this year. Yeah. And California goes into ultra restrictive measures and because I didn't get vaccinated on a certain timetable, I miss a wedding or something like that. Yeah. Okay. You know, that kind of thing is is largely what's at, at hand. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same reason why I have a concealed handgun license and never carry a concealed <laughs> handgun. You know, yeah. I'm like, I better have just, it. Just may need it. I'm like, I got the gun. Yeah. Better be able to show that I can <laughs> carry it around. You know, like that's just kind of how I think in some ways. Yeah. Okay. I respect it. I'm like, give me the access, baby. Mm -hmm. You want to be a part of the club? Um, If I choose to be, yeah. Yeah. I want to preserve optionality. You have the option to be part of the club. Yeah. Or to make my own. Mm -hmm. No, I'll be in your club. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Silly guy. You ready to get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It was a That's silly close. one. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed this uh, conversation with you. This is catch yeah. up. We enjoyed it, so Michael won't. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Uh, He's gonna rip this one apart. Yeah, I know. <laughs> As he probably rightfully should. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> All right, Tots, thanks for uh, indulging just a weird one, I guess. Guys, we apologize for all of the audio difficulties late in this episode, but we've had a great time with you Tots and Bots, and um, we certainly look forward to catching you up next time. We know only the tried and true have lasted to this point in the episode, you know, this time. so. So as we're winding down, I just want to thank all of you for joining us on this journey. Yeah. And um, I, I hope... I hope by the end of this episode, you've really thought about whether or not you would save your friend from a crocodile. Um, I know Carson and I, I feel like our friendship has become closer. I know one thing after this episode is that nobody would lose their arm for either of us after this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. So, you know, I don't appreciate that, folks. (laughs) Hey, we love y'all. Love y'all. Catch y'all up next week. Peace. Peace.